coming up this week on Breaking Badness. Today we discuss Return of the Rat. Lazarus Group adds a new variant to the Dackles Rat. Next up, money is the root of all evil. And finally, our 19th round of Two Truths and a Lie. With that, Breaking Badness is next. Welcome to Breaking Badness, episode number 47, recorded on May 11th, 2020. I'm your co-host, Kelsey. Carry on my wayward pun. LaBelle. Uh, with me, co-host Chad. Puns as a service, Anderson. Think I'm going to pass on that one. And last, but not least, co-host Tarek, making a mountain out of malware, Salah. Welcome all. Welcome hey there. <laughs> Feels good to be back. Good. Very happy to hear that. Yes, we've survived, as we said last week, and as we'll probably continue to say through <laughs> who knows how long. <laughs> we made it another week. Woo! <laughs> We're back. <laughs> so let's get into a few articles. I think, I, knock on wood, it might be possible that we're not talking about anything COVID-19 related today. But now that I've said it, I've most certainly jinxed us. But here we go. Let's give it a shot. Um, so the first article we have is Return of the Rat. You know, just this this entire episode is themed after songs, just so you know. <laughs> so the North Korea-linked cyber threat group known as Lazarus has added a new variant of the Dackles Remote Access Trojan, or RAT, to its arsenal of spy gear designed specifically for the Mac operating system, which, of course, inspired Return of the Rat, Return of the Mac. Y- you get it. So... Tarek, I think you know what's coming. It's time for Encyclopedia Tarek to share the history of the Lazarus Group. What can you tell us? Yeah, so Lazarus Group has been around for a long time. And they there is a couple different nomenclatures, uh, depending on which organization you work for or kind of read the thread intel on. Uh, Lazarus Group is like a common uh, name for the North Korean uh, uh, government. Uh, this would be the cybersecurity arm of the North Korean government. Um, the U.S. government's uh, threat intel uh, organizations gave him the title Hidden Cobra. So um, you'll refer to the North Korean government as either Lazarus Group or Hidden Cobra. Um, and so unlike other nation states, uh, Lazarus has been associated with a really vast array of different threats. Uh, and we've talked about a couple of those on the show. Um, uh, so, for example, Microsoft attributed them with the infamous ransomware WannaCry. Uh, but also they've been attributed against uh, cryptocurrency attacks against uh, Monero and Bitcoin uh, and different exchanges um, and even just straight up financial theft. Uh, so back in 2017, uh, the Lazarus Group successfully exfiltrated and stole uh, $49 million from a Kuwaiti institution using a Beck attack, a business email uh, compromise attack. So unlike other nation states that are... Um, a little bit more surgical in what they do. Lazarus Group's definitely all over the place uh, from, um, you know, making money operations to stealing data on, uh, you know, South Korean citizens or even targeting, uh, you know, American assets like uh, or private industries like uh, Sony Pictures Group. So they're all over the place. I feel like I need to bring in Chad's classic movie trailer status where he goes, from the people who brought you want to cry and are also known as Hidden Cobra, both things that are very intimidating. We bring you Dackle? 
which is what we're about to talk about, which I feel like is like the least intimidating name for something. It seems like you're being tickled as you're saying it. <laughs> um, so this is the hip new variant of the Dackel rat that we're going to be talking about. And it was originally discovered uh, back in December of 2019. So Tark, what can you tell us about Dackles, <laughs> both the original discovery and the new variant? Well, it's uh, aside from having a really cool name, um, it's uh, I'm always fascinated by malware that operates on multiple platforms. Um, and so uh, the original Dackel uh, rat specifically targeted Windows and Linux platforms uh, because of their commonality. Um, and now the newest version of Dackles has uh, incorporated uh, Mac OS now. Um, and so this was uh, originally spotted in the wild in a really interesting way. Um, and then we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but the newest version now incorporates uh, uh, Mac OS. So they're covering the Lazarus group slash Hidden Cobra is really covering all bases in terms of operating system, um, you know, impact with this new ver variant. There you go. The operating system agnostic rat you were always looking for. <laughs> the Dackel. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how did the folks at Malwarebytes discover Dackel? this new variant specifically yeah so um <clears throat> it was it was pretty interesting um i kind of follow these same practices where um you know as a malware researcher i like to kind of monitor virus total for really interesting uploads um you know what has been uploaded to virus total that has uh, zero detections against uh, all these common antivirus engines um and <clears throat> excuse me that's kind of how um Malwarebytes discovered uh, this. So on April 8th, um, a suspicious uh, Mac application called Tinka OTP, um, which is mainly used by uh, Chinese speakers, um, was submitted to VirusTotal from the Hong Kong region. Um, and it was detected by no engines, no antivirus engines at that time. Uh, so that's uh, a good way to kind of stay proactive in the malware space is to see what is being uploaded to the wild or from the wild uh, with zero detections. And that's exactly what Malwarebytes did. Very cool. Yeah, VirusTotal is always a wealth of information and fun malware, I know, for you to dismantle and blow up. Um, what? So what can you tell us then, getting into some of the, the details about Dackles, what can you tell us about the persistence and especially the, the config file in this situation? Yeah. Um, in my experience doing malware analysis and reversing on Mac OS, um, there are very few persistence mechanisms that are really used in the wild. Um, the biggest one is exactly what Dackles does, which is, you know, using the launch daemon or launch, launch agents is what they're titled as. And um, what that really is, is like you have launch daemons, <clears throat> excuse me, that operate under like an administrative level access and then you have launch agents which operate as like a user level one so really depending on what permission level the um the rat or the malware executing is <clears throat> really depends on um which uh, variant they choose launch daemons or launch agents um and in this case uh dackles does both and uh in regards to the configuration file the uh, Lazarus group decided to include a configuration file that is being accessed by 
the Dackle malware that contains all kinds of really interesting information on the malware itself. Is it just me or do both launch daemons and launch agents sound like Marvel films ready to be made? <laughs> Am I alone in that? I mean, it is pretty catchy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so what occurs then after initializing this con config file? Yeah. So as I mentioned, that configuration file is uh, encrypted with a uniquely generated uh, asymmetric AES encryption key. Um, and so the Dackles malware, um, upon execution, uh, loads that configuration file, decrypts it using um, part of that key data, and then um, begins part of its malware operations. And in this case, it jumps right into data collection from the victim. Uh, so grabbing uh, information from the operating system, you know, metadata about the operating system and the computer itself, and then uh, posting that and exfiltrating that over to uh, various C2 servers that are embedded inside of that encrypted configuration file. Uh, yes, they see to it that they get that data. Um, <laughs> are there any other components? Because there was a lot. I mean, this malware bytes piece was fantastic. It was really detailed, super in-depth. But I'm curious if there are any other components that you'd like to touch on. Yeah, so uh, I always find modular-based rats really interesting from a malware perspective. They generally have a lower footprint, and they're you know by having a lower and smaller footprint makes it a lot more difficult to detect, both behaviorally and dynamically. So these rats that are able to dynamically load plugins um, that are really based on the attacker's goals are really fascinating, and that's what Dackles does. Um, so. The attacker, once they have control over the victim, has the ability to load command execution plugins or network traffic routing plugins such as SOX proxies. These are all really fascinating. And because of the modular nature, if I'm analyzing a piece of malware that is modular like this, I oftentimes in my lab environment won't be able to really understand the full potential of it because that module isn't loaded because I don't have an active attacker on my inside of my lab. So uh, from a uh, from an analysis perspective, it's a really smart design. It's really sophisticated, and it makes uh, doing analysis a lot more difficult. Well said. Thanks for digging into that. I, I hate to give threat actors any ideas, but if folks are trying to market this, you know, from Hidden Cobra, trying to make an extra buck, I feel like they could really capitalize on the Glade plugin. Tune. I think there's opportunity there. So if you're listening, surely you do listen to Breaking Badness. Um, feel, you know, feel free to take my idea on that and hopefully also change what you're doing in life. Um, <laughs> but the last question I have for you, Tarek, is do you have any theories as to who Lazarus is targeting or what their intent is? Yeah. So based on like all of my exposure and research into Lazarus Group, and we've all been kind of talking about them over the past couple of years. They really came to fruition um, infamously from that Sony attack uh, that was like all over the news because of that one movie. Forgot the name of that movie. Um, anyways, uh, Lazarus Group is so wide in scope with their targets and their operations. It's really difficult to answer directly who Lazarus Group is targeting with this um, because uh, they've compromised, you know, private industries. They've comp they compromise and attack South Korean citizens all the time. Uh, they also do ransomware and financial theft operations. So um, I think that Dackles just represents uh, a more sophisticated foothold and a more sophisticated weapon at Lazarus Group or Hidden Cobra's, um, really their intentions. Uh, I could see it being used for any one of these part of these operations because a rat attack could be used for um, 
you know, compromising a big company or attacking individuals. It's really, it's applicable to other whole spectrum of different attacks. Awesome. Thank you, Tarek. Thanks for diving deep. And I'd like to move into our hoodie ratings here on that typical scale of zero to 10 hoodies, getting there in the most creative way possible. So Chad, I'm going to hand it over to you. How concerned are you? Again, that 10 rating is the most concerned you've ever been in zero is water cooler talk, as I like to call it. Where are you at? So I initially was going to rate this a little bit higher, but I'm going to tell you why uh, it's going to go a little bit lower is I just received something that is as uncool as the Dackel's name, um, but it is it is helping me to relax so much for things that I would normally be, uh, you know, uptight about. And just placed in my door now was a pair of camouflage Crocs that came in the mail. And, you know, there's just the the absolute comfort that I'm feeling in this is just going to drop this down to a six out of ten. Um, you know, just I'm fl- floating on air over here now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so fashionable of you, Chad. The camouflage really brings it all together, too. I think that's the perfect pattern. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's great because uh, then you can't see my feet. You know, they could be anywhere. You never know what's going to happen next. Exactly. There's hidden cobra and then there's hidden feet. And that's Chad's APT. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's my APT name. <laughs> okay, so with that in mind then, what's your, what's your hardline rating there, Chad, now that you're walking on air? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, 6 out of 10. I've removed some of the hoodie and uh, added them to the cushion at my feet. I bet you could use that part of that hoodie, fashion it into a nice mask too. There's some good opportunity with that. Yeah, like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> perfect. I hope that future hoodies have a built-in mask. You may have to up the rating to 11. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Tark, what do you think? Um, I First off, I now have a competitor in the shoe game, apparently. Uh, I need to step up my shoe game to combat, like, camouflage crocs. Uh, so this is, yeah. uh, this is a big revelation. Your new name is the Soul Brothers. Oh, yeah. I'll take it. I want to see it. Just like, so Tarek behind him has all of his, like, Nike shoes, specifically boxes. I want to see that with, <laughs> I want to see that too with you, Chad. With your branded boxes, I would like a photo of that. This may be the uh, the end for me. You know, like this is the full degeneration of COVID nineteen. It's like you you start out and you're trying to maintain things at home, and next thing you know, you're just like not wearing pants and walking around in Crocs all the time. You never know; people might just start calling you a flip flopper, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can't be trusted. (laughs) Back to the rating. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to give this a solid uh, eight out of ten. And that's a little bit higher because, you know, we're adding another, yet another sophisticated weapon to Lazarus Group's arsenal. Um, And they are a threat group that really, I can't say that uh, no, like all businesses, unless you do operations or work inside of South Korea, would be affected. Do you have a risk of being affected? Like uh, Microsoft attributed Lazarus Group with the WannaCry ransomware. And we know the entire world is impacted by that. So I want to give uh, this one an 8 out of 10 just because the Lazarus Group is so wide in their targets that they choose that um, it's likely that um, American assets could be, or just whatever assets you operate in, um, could be affected by it. Uh, yes, well said. You still feel like you're walking on air after that uh, reality blow there, Chad? Uh, well, you know, I, I'm just so relaxed. I... <laughs> 
this is all i'm just so excited not to talk about coronavirus on this podcast <laughs> it, it really should be an eight out of ten no dark, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh all right so here's the second article that chad's going to focus on which is money is the root of all revel so revel threatened to release hundreds of gigabytes of legal documents from a prominent entertainment and law firm that counts dozens of international stars as their clients so this is no smallest um so you might ask yourself what is the connection between so many a-list celebrities madonna lady gaga elton john robert de niro Nicki minaj chris brown usher u2 timbaland rick ross chad i'm gonna ask you what connects all of these people oh uh i i have no idea what or wait is this not a bad joke <laughs> Uh, they're, uh, they're all represented by the legal firm Grubman Shire, Miss and Sachs, um, who I assume are now being represented by a different and even more expensive legal firm, uh, with equally hard to say names. I was going to say the whole reason I set that up is in hopes that I could trip you up over that name, but you prevailed. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a couple, you know, easy ones in there. Shire, always get that one. Thanks, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> How precious. Um, <laughs> what can you tell us then about this Revel group, Chad? What should we know? Yeah, so they aren't so much like a, well, there is a solid group behind it, but um, the Revel ransomware is a, it's like a ransomware as a service. Um, so the folks behind Revel are also thought to be the same folks behind Gantgrab. Um, which they claimed like in what I think in March that they were retiring or something like that. Um, I think the group, I should have written this down. It's called golden something. Um, but they basically ransomware is a service. You sell this cloud platform, uh, for performing ransomware work. And there's kind of a creator that writes the ransomware, a distributor that sells it on forums and then individuals that perform the infections. And there's like technical support and everything. And the people on up the line get a cut from the earnings of the affiliates. Um, so it's basically like multi-level marketing for ransomware. Yeah, they probably don't need my help with taglines and tunes, it seems. They've got a pretty good operation moving there. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember reading at some point that they even have, uh, you know, like helplines you can call if you're oh. having trouble infecting somebody. <laughs> How empathetic and kind of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. do you think they have special payment plans during this pandemic? <laughs> yeah, I would think so, yeah. <laughs> so what type of data do the hackers claim to have on hand and how can we actually be sure that they have their hands on this information? So they uh, claim to have NDAs, personal correspondence, phone numbers, contracts, uh, you name it. You know, anything dealing with entertainment industry and all the clients that you mentioned before. Um, and they dropped almost a terabyte of text data or claim to have a terabyte of text data. So there's um, a lot that's going on there. And to really... Uh, let the genie out of the bottle with this one. Uh, they showed proof by dropping a few contracts from Christina Aguilera. <laughs> that was a fantastic Christina Aguilera themed pun. Thank you. Well Thank played, you. Chad. Well played. <laughs> so are there any theories then as to how the group actually got a hold of all the valuable information? So this uh, ransomware has a number of different methods for how it spreads, but some are known vulnerabilities. Uh, many are through spear phishing attacks. If I had to guess, it would likely be that there was an initial spear phishing attack against someone at the firm um, and then some lateral movement around with like common vulnerabilities. And uh, one thing led to another and they compromised all the machines at the law firm. 
sounds reasonable enough. <laughs> Easy enough. <laughs> Sometimes it concerns me as to how <laughs> lacking in concern you sound. You're just like, ah, this is just the typical thing. Uh, electrons in boxes, you know? <laughs> I just will never... When anybody references the internet, generally speaking, the only thing that comes to my mind is that episode of the IT crowd when she pronounces that black box, the internet, yeah. and then all help breaks loose. <laughs> I've been petitioning the elders of the internet for you, um, but we, they haven't uh, given in yet, so I, I apologize. You you have to be high up in IT like Jen was. <laughs> The elders of the internet. I like it. Oh my gosh. So my final question for you, Chad, is it seems like the mission for Reville is fairly clear. It's all about that money. But if you were hypothetically an A-list celebrity, how would you go about making a threat model to protect your assets? Uh, it's definitely about the money. And uh, I'd just like to start off by saying that I, I don't like how you're implying that I'm not already an A-list celebrity. <laughs> Uh, but as as an A-lister, uh, my model is usually really to think about all my data ingress and egress, what networks I'm on. You know, there's been all sorts of uh, Bluetooth attacks over the years against celebrities on the red carpet. Um, so obviously disabling peripherals on phones would be a thing. But um, basic things like that would be my biggest fear. Uh, after that, I would definitely get a law firm that actually encrypts their client files. Um, it seems sloppy on the part of uh, Grubman Shire, Miss Salis, and Sachs, um, all four of them, really. So, um, yeah, I'd say that's probably my uh, my model there of what I would be thinking about if I was, um, you know, an A-list celebrity. <laughs> I'm so sorry to have offended you, Chad. <laughs> Last week, I built up your confidence, loving on your photography, and this week, a major put down by not including you in that list. Crush. I hope you can forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad. Thank you so much. And Tarek, I'm going to check you into the convo here. What's your hoodie rating for this particular uh, article that we're talking about? Yeah. So every time we bring up, um, you know, Revil, um, we always have to talk and, you know, uh, Gancrab too. Uh, we always have to talk about how high impact this threat group is. Um, and, you know, once again, we're seeing, we're seeing just that. So um, I'm going to give this one a solid 7 out of 10. Um, these are still high-impact uh, threat groups. They know what they're doing. They have a good business operational model, good, you know, in terms of, you know, for them, uh, extremely profitable, and they're not going away anytime soon. Well said. What do, what do you think about all that, Chad? Yeah, well, I would have a question for Tarek that he would probably be more aware, like studying these malware markets um, than I am. But is it definitely the people behind the ransomware itself that are uh, the ones with the files or is it someone in their like affiliate employee who's then leveraging to maybe get more money? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think you really have to, and I haven't done this. I haven't infiltrated, um, you know, those type of groups. They're really hard to get a part of. Uh, some of the hacker forums that I'm on uh, don't advertise GANCRAB slash Revil. Um, explicitly. So these are kind of like really intimate invite only groups. Um, and they're really hard to infiltrate. So I haven't done that yet. But I would assume, uh, you know, the assumption is that uh, you really have to be, a, you know, a financial player, you got to have money at the table, you got to have some sort of reputation in these markets before you're allowed access to purchase um, this kind of stuff. There's, you know, more low level 
you know, ransomware as a service or RAS that's, you know, commodity and extremely available. Uh, those are easy to get to, but, uh, you know, Reveal, Sotominki, um, and, and, you know, uh, coming from Gangcrab, those are a lot harder to get into. So work in progress on my level. Interesting. Then, well, then in that case, I would probably, uh, I'd go up there a seven out of 10 with, um, Tarek as well. I, I had thought, you know, uh, initially reading about this is like, ah, oh, it's like someone four steps down the affiliate chain, you know, it's some like, if we were thinking of this as, as mafia, they aren't even a made man, you know, they're quick out there. So, um, but, uh, in, in that case, it's, uh, yeah, if it's a little more tight knit group, then certainly it's, uh, uh, something more to worry about. I think uh, based on how successful they've been, you run the risk of uh, really exposing your uh, your operations the more people you bring on to run it. So this is just my guess and just you know armchairing it over here. But I imagine the group is probably a lot tighter on the operational level. Um, you know, just probably to a handful of people, I would assume. That sounds awfully insightful, Tarek. <laughs> Well played. Okay. Now I'm a little bit uneasy. Are you behind Revil? I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, let's move on to our game, Two Truce LI. And Chad is up this week. And just as a quick reminder, what happens is one person, in this case, Chad, is going to come at Tarek and I with three different article titles, two of which are true. One is a lie. And Chad is going to do his best to kerfunkle. I don't even know if that's a word, but I feel like everyone knows what I'm describing. Tarek and myself, if he's able to do so, he gets a point. But if either Tarek or I guess correctly which the lie, which article is the lie, we ourselves get a point. Them are the rules. Chad, are you ready to rumble? Oh, let's do this. All right. So this week we have... Uh, Palo Alto's Unit 42 released a report detailing new espionage campaign targeting Venezuelan oil and gas companies. Article number two, security researcher finds India's new contact tracing app has a vulnerability that leaks the exact location of any user who reports positive for coronavirus. And the final one is new ransomware family cold lock targeting Taiwanese organizations. All right. Mm. I'm going to go first and say the third one. I'm going to agree with Tarek on that one. The uh, cold lock targeting Taiwanese organizations. Yeah. It sounds yeah. an awful lot like COVID lock. Yeah. Yeah. Familiar? <laughs> that would be uh, that. Yeah. I think I've heard of it. <laughs> I seen it. <laughs> All right, let's get a drum roll going here. You are both so wrong. No. Um, uh, the Venezuelan oil and gas companies. Uh, Venezuelan oil is a state-owned company. Um, but uh, slick son of a gun. Uh, yeah. Is that an oil pun? Eh? Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. You were so crafty in that headline dropping Unit 42, and it just sounded so plausible. Nice. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I thought the Unit 42 would be a good twist on it. Um, it sounds like something they would discover. I really personally just wish the second one was the lie, even though I knew deep in my heart that it was definitely 
something realistic that's happened. <laughs> I almost made all contact tracing headlines because there's enough of them now. There's also a group in the UK that's uh, mad about privacy for some of the current development there. And then the India one is just like glaringly terrible. Like it just lets people find people in the app. Ugh. Yeah, buy your Faraday bag now. <laughs> You're saying you don't already have one? Um, well, typically I just use tinfoil. I just take my hat <laughs> off and I wrap it around my phone. Oh my gosh. Well, if anybody ever got through that, you would have to scream foiled again in agony. That would be the only the only thing left to do. I promise I will. <laughs> I would like that on video. You know, really make sure you plan that moment. I'd really appreciate that. Excellent. Well, thank you both for your input today. I really appreciate it. I hope, as we say every week, that everyone's doing all right. All your loved ones are safe and healthy. Um, we're all going to get through this together with lots of puns to Chad's chagrin. And with that, I can't wait to be in your ears next week for another episode of Breaking Badness. That's about all we have for this week. You can find us on Twitter at Domain Tools. All of the articles and IOCs mentioned today will be included in our blog post, which can be found at domaintools.com slash resources slash podcasts. Catch us every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time when we publish our podcast and blog. That's all we have for this week. We'll see you next week on another episode of Breaking Badness. Until then, remember, don't drink and click. <laughs>